Hello everyone, welcome to episode 9 of In The Vitrine. My name is Nadia. And this is Danny. And today we're going to be talking about Fashion Month. <laughs> well, we've been looking at all the beautiful pictures and watching all the fascinating videos um, from London Fashion Week, Milan Fashion Week, Paris Fashion Week that just started, of course. Yeah. And it's been amazing. Yeah, it's definitely the best time in history to be alive. <laughs> <laughs> to be able to see things that you're not able to experience in, in real time, but have all these different avenues of... Um, experience that you can yeah. also... I think FOMO is real, but, you know, having access to all these shows via social media and then eventually, like, on the magazine sites online, mm-hmm. that's been very helpful for me yeah. to kind of, like, you know, have a look. And, you know, for us, it's always, like, what is the trend and, you know, what's going on and what similarities do we see across all the shows. Yes. Um, so we've been discussing it a little bit mm-hmm. and we thought to just share some of our comments and our observations of these fashion weeks. Yeah. Um, so how are we going to start? Well, the first thing that we were thinking about was that we are digital observers of fashion week because we're not literally in the Fashion Week cities. Mm. And I've been listening to the Telegraph podcast called Fashion Unzipped Mm -hmm. by the fashion editors of the Telegraph. And I really love how I'm also able to get the other experience of Fashion Week. Like they were talking about how in Milan Fashion Week, they were eating carbs for Mm. every meal. And it's like that other experience, that those other things that contribute to being in Fashion Week and and seeing the different localities and how the designers interact with those cities mm. um, and how the audiences kind of like um, inter- uh, also get in- immersed into mm. the city as well. That's so true. I think Walden Fashion Week is not just about the fashion shows because we always hear also about how the fashion shows are really short. It can be like 15 mm. minutes, 20 minutes, half yeah. an hour. And... Um, you know, to hear about all the other things that happen, it's kind of like a behind the scenes, yeah, like a exactly. sneak peek. And you're right, because when I look on social media, I'm not really looking at, you know, what the brands are putting out, more what the audience is putting out. You know, who are the ones in the front row who are able to kind of like show me what's going on? Um, I think one of my favourite persons to follow would be Eva Chen. Oh, okay. Yeah, and you know, because... Okay, obviously she's really real about her <laughs> life, which is really fun to to look at and yeah. also really genuine. And I remember once someone asked her um, on Instagram stories, or Insta stories rather, whether she put out all the content herself and she's like, yes, it's all me. <laughs> um, and it's really nice also because, yeah, you get to see like, you know, how people sort of enter into the show, what are their favourites because they'll take pictures of that. Yeah. Um, you know, then they will have sort of like emojis or like words that kind of say like, oh my gosh, no, this is such a great look or this looks like like, you yeah. know, something I saw previously in another show or like, you know, in the designers of from before. And I really like that interactivity because yeah. then it's not just a one-dimensional story about Fashion Week. Mm. And in that sense, being far away from it, okay, obviously we're trying really hard to like make <laughs> ourselves feel better about being far away from these <laughs> Fashion Weeks. But um, what's really great then is that we get to kind of look at Fashion Week from different perspectives, yes. which I find really interesting. Yeah. I love following Suzy Bubble. I've been following her since, like, for 10 years already. Mm. <laughs> and um, another thing that I was mentioning to you was the fact that for some shows, we only get to see the runway, the official runway images, 
but we don't get to see the other things that are happening. For example, we'll talk about this a bit later, but the Rick Owens show had like bubble mm-hmm. bubble blowers yeah. in the show that was not visible in the pictures themselves. Right. And you were not able to see the whole um, location as well, which mm. really gives you... a There's this like grandiose... Um, right. Um, space where mm-hmm. the models are located that gives you another feeling about the collection mm. and situates it in yeah. another space. So just kind of understanding the atmosphere and yeah. kind of being there and trying to feel the ambience as well and you know noticing all the little details right because it's all about the details it's not just about the clothes it's also about the music for instance yes. so one thing I really like also about um, watching this Insta stories is that first of all they're instant um, or as instant as you know the, the people would upload them but mm-hmm. um, you can also hear like the music but also like the crowd you yeah. can kind of see their reaction I mean these are all fascinating yeah um, that can be a bit of um, kind of like a hurt mentality though like some things can get blown out of proportion like mm-hmm. some things seem to be much more important than they really were in the large, larger scheme of the collection yeah and I think we're going to talk about later as yes. well with um, Milan Fashion Week but we thought we would start with um, one of the most interesting things to have come out from um, Business of Fashion mm-hmm which was the Business of Fashion China Prize. Yes. Um, and of course, this was the first year that happened. It was an initiative between Yu Holdings, which is under Wendy Yu, mm-hmm. and um, Imra Ahmed from Business of Fashion. Yeah. And they created this thing called the Business of Fashion China Prize. Yeah, and which I was. I went to in Shanghai. Right, of course. Yeah. 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 And I mean, yes, so that what's happened sort of during Shanghai Fashion Week, right? And And now we get to see what happens. Absolutely. So it's the idea of, of course, Shanghai as like a new or emerging kind of fashion city. Um, And then the winner got, I think, $100,000 and also the chance to show at London Fashion Week, Mm -hmm. which is, of course, one of the big four fashion cities that has been established for a long, long time. So... Um, Carolyn Hu was showing during London Fashion Week at the Serpentine Gallery, one of my favourite spaces, actually. And I know you love it too. I love it. Um, all the exhibitions there, and then you get to walk in the park after. Yeah, I've seen some of the best things there. Yeah, for sure. And, um, well, I really like Carolyn Hu's aesthetics. Me too. I feel like her textiles are very emotional. Like, when mm-hmm. I saw it live in Shanghai, the textures and, like, the softness and hardness of the materials were mm. very beautiful and I mean you can even see it through pictures but it was interesting to see how she translated that into a full collection that right. is going to retail yeah and I mean I I couldn't really see any images online but I saw um, I was following her on Instagram or I'm following her on Instagram and her Instagram handle is Caroline TT um, and you know the the looks are just beautiful right it's tool it's um in pastel colors it's like voluminous um there's a lot of layering going on there are unexpected details as well so you would have like a tuft of you know material um and then mixed with others and it's sort of organic mm-hmm. and there's a lot of loose threads as well so all in all yes. a very romantic kind of look um very undone and that's echoed also in the styling for the hair um of the models and I think what I like about her looks or like her outfits also is that they seem really comfortable. Yeah. You know, like floaty and light and you can kind of hide in them almost. Yes. Um, they, they are an event of its own. They, mm. It's like the clothes perform. I'm sure if you mm-hmm. saw them on the hanger. Yeah. 
there'll be slight movement, like glinting of light, yeah, that airiness. And it also seems to take uh, inspiration from nature, which is really mm. lovely. You know, all the colours that we see, I'm seeing like, you know, beige and blue, like the sky, mm. you know. Also really um, feminine colours yeah. or girlish colours. I wouldn't say feminine so much as girlish. So mm. like peach and mauve, you yeah. know, just really gentle, dreamy, ethereal kind of look to her. And clothes. have you seen her sketches? They are very, yes. they're very light and they're done in watercolors, and mm. they're not very technical. Like you can't tell exactly what each You're part right. is going to be. So I feel like the translation from sketch to actual garment is very poetic. That's so true. And you know, on her Instagram account, she actually uploads the sketches, and she uploads the sketch before the look. Right? Yes. Let me just look yeah. at this too. Yeah, so it's it's kind of fun to look at it because then you kind of also know her process and it feels like she kind of dreams it and she has like a rough idea and it's in watercolour, which is of course also a very dreamy kind of a, yes. um, a medium. And you know, when you do watercolours, you kind of like drop the, the watercolour and it kind of spreads as well. So yeah, there's so that's an, an element of chance. That's right, absolutely. So you kind of feel that um, when Carolyn designs, she might have an overall or kind of a main concept that she's following, but the end result, you know, is really Organic, up to yeah. what happens with the fabrics and, you know, maybe like who um, whims and fancies at the moment of making the, the garment. And when we're looking at Carolyn, who, of course, we think about similar designers, mm-hmm. right? Like, her use of tulle and, you know, those colours that we're looking at, very pastel, very girlish, like we were talking about. Um, they remind me of, of course, Molly Godard yeah, or um, Cecily Bunsen. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, Molly Godard, of course. Well, Molly Godard, I, I've loved ever mm. since she showed her first few collections. And... I love how she references children's wear, mm-hmm. and but she does them in these really fun colours and mm. she plays with scale, like yeah. oversized. And they were really the kind of clothes that every woman in my age group wanted to wear. Mm-hmm. And they would pair them up with... Like she paired one of them with um, glitter boots. Right. And it's just so fun and yeah. really for women. It's like licensed to just be playful yeah. and to be a child again, right? <laughs> and kind of tapping into that subconscious, I guess, we have of like not really wanting to grow up mm-hmm. and wanting to play dress up. Um, and well, when I look at Molly Godard's work with Caroline Ho's work, I feel like um, there is some difference, you know, in the sense that to me, Caroline Ho seems much more dreamy, whereas for Molly Godard, it's more about like, yes, this is it, you know, I'm going to take up space because like, like you said, yes. she plays with scale. Yes. Um, and it's quite a definite point of view as well. I also feel the techniques that they use are a bit different. Like for mm. example, Molly Godard does use a lot of smocking. And again, mm. these are very traditional techniques for children's wear because they allow for clothes to expand as mm-hmm. the kids were growing mm-hmm. and very common in Victorian times. And yeah. her vol- voluminous sleeves as Mm. well so whereas Carolyn who I feel it's really the texture of the materials that give way to those silhouettes right yeah so true and of course Cecily Bunsen too oh I love her so Um, much yeah and you know that seems much more wearable for everyday yes because the colours are much more neutral that's true Um, they don't have so many layers as well. No. The volume comes from the pleating mm. and not so much from 
um, like ten layers of tool yeah. over one another. And I love a good smock dress. Um, oh, you yeah. know, and smock dresses have been really quite um, in trend. And you know, like locally or rather regionally, we have this um, designer called Inika Chu. Mm-hmm. Do you know of that brand? Oh, I, I Based think in I've Bali. seen you wear her yeah. before. And yeah, there's a lot of smocking as well and it's very girlish. And in fact, she does like women's wear and children's wear and it's like matching outfits. Um, so cute. Yeah, and there's also like embroidery and, you know, it's just kind of embracing that girlish, um, like comfortable sort of, mm-hmm. of clothing as well. It's also nice that she shows in Copenhagen. That's right. So she showed in uh, Copenhagen Fashion Week um, in August and we're just looking at some images now. Um, and I think what we like about it is that it seems very conservative, which is nice, um, but there's always some extra detail, you know, that saves it from being just yeah. really run-of-the-mill. So, for instance, she would have, like, you know, um, some uneven hems going on, some scalloping. Yes, and also, also what you said about how her clothes feel a bit more every day mm. um, even the way that she styles them she will often style them with sandals or slippers right. em- but embellished but slippers. embellished obviously <laughs> yes and the materials are also fantastic like there's some light quilting right um, and that polyester that she uses is so mm. textured it reminds me a little bit of Isemiyaki's earlier 1980s mm-hmm. work but with different oh that's really cuts. nice the fluffy white dress we yeah. have Do you here. think those are feathers? I don't know. What are they? Yeah, they look, they like, are, feathers. They look like feathers. Yeah, they, yeah. they create an, um, a very soft glow right. around the body. I think what I like about all these designers that we're just talking about, you know, Caroline Hu, Molly Godard, Cecily Bunsen, is that comfort seems to be key without compromising on, like, just prettiness, you know, yeah. which is important. I think for us, that's really important. Um, yeah. You know, Oftentimes when you see designs, it's like, oh yeah, that looks really good, but I wouldn't wear that, you know, because it looks nice, but it doesn't look comfortable. And I think comfort is such a key element um, for how I choose what I wear, because to me, it's like, it's on my body. I need to interact with that garment the whole day. And, you know, that's really something that I can't compromise on. I also love the the fact that with clothes like these, you you can be confident in a different way you're not Mm. confident from wearing like a power suit but you're confident from the fact that yes I'm a mature woman Mm -hmm. choosing to Mm -hmm. wear these frothy feminine clothes Mm -hmm. but I can still do my job (laughs) yeah and I also like how the material swishes on my body or how like you know when you sit down you have to gather the skirt for instance and you kind of place them and it's like you're sitting on something soft and then you have these like um, pieces of fabric draped over your legs I don't know that just seems really nice as well yes like some gestures that accompany this kind of clothing. Yeah, and you can also wear really comfortable underwear under these, you know? You don't have to wear, like, Spanx. things that... Yeah, like Spanx <laughs> or, like, underwear bras or something. You can just sort of, like, wear a nice bralette, you know, or just be really, really comfortable. Yeah, and there's a bit of this prairie look going oh, on sure. as well. And I've just watched Midsommar, okay. which is an amazing film right. about, like, a prairie cult. So it's definitely mm. a big style... Yeah, trend that's coming up that we've seen a lot in the 1970s. Definitely. Well, we can talk about this forever. Yes, let's go but on. But let's go on because <laughs> we have more to, to discuss. Um, Christopher Kane and J.W. Anderson. Okay, I always think of these two designers together because... Me too, because they came up about the same time Yeah, and they were both very independent in their thinking and mm. known for like their 
um, unusual choice of materials mm-hmm. and cuts. Yeah. Well, you were talking about how you really like the J.W. Anderson dress that we were just Yes, so there is this linen dress, yeah. linen-looking dresses mm-hmm. that um, in, in like a cream with raw edges mm-hmm. and they have this beautiful crystal and embellished um, brassiere-looking mm-hmm. jewellery over them. And some unusual holes like at the side of the waist that are embellished as well. Mm. So I really love those. I mean, there are a lot more tailored pieces as well. Yeah. But those looks are my favorite. And I also love the fact that there there are all these draped dresses that mm-hmm. look like they were inspired by sari draping. Mm-hmm. And also, again, it looks comfortable. I just have to point that out. Yeah, because looks... that's definitely one of the things that I, I like looking at this. And yeah. what do you think of, like, you know, the whole brassiere on the outside look? I love it. I wish um, I could have one of them. I, I do think that in Singapore, it might be, like, every, asking for <laughs> it. Like, <laughs> No, I think people will be like, oh, but they're crystals. Okay, then. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, of course, the, everything else looks really, um, I don't know, covered up and conservative. Yeah, and there is definitely a styling trend that I can spot, With which the is sandal. the sandal, mm. um, the stringed sandals being wrapped over the yeah. trousers. So that's For something we're going to see. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, um, as the editors in the Telegraph were talking about, like they, there's something just so modern about mm-hmm. quilts that allow you to live your life every day. Yeah. And they were talking about um, how they were not ready for sexy clothing to come back. Mm, neither am I. Neither am I. I don't think I'll ever be. But <laughs> yeah, I think though there's a difference between overt sexuality, which we are not too comfortable with ourselves and just kind of like I mean, the there, sexiness that comes from yes, confidence. Like there is sens- sensuality, sensuality which there is a lot of in like silks and mm, drapes and right. like unusual um, openings. Yeah, because I'm also noticing a lot of cutouts yes. in this season, yeah, right? We, so even this J.W. Anderson dress is a cutout. Yeah, but there isn't that overt sexuality of like tight dress, cleavage, yeah. cinched in, yeah. bursting out of your dress kind of sexiness. Right, more about like unconventional, unexpected moments or like glimpses of sensuality, I guess. Yeah. Um, what about Christopher Kane? Christopher Kane had a very... He always has these funny reference points. Mm-hmm. And here in this collection, there seems to be like some alienish 19... 19- yeah, but you're right again with the sandals because here there are these like sandal boots sort of thing with like the cutouts again and like the straps. Um, and of course, the dresses are just flora and fauna. But what I thought was cool were all the dresses with like the... What would you call those? Beats? Big, huge... Button Buttons. <laughs> um, and... You know, again, with the cutouts, we see that, right? Like, you know, the the midriff kind of um, being shown. And he always has these um, rather graphic kind of prints going yes. on as well. So here we have, like, the nature ones and also, like, with the moon. Um, yeah, and I, I believe that's, like, on the skirt for that. That's, like, someone walking on the surface the of the moon, moon, maybe. Yeah. And fascinatingly, he has something with tool as well, you know? Yeah. Yeah. More like a or yeah, or, like or a like really ruffled organza. organza. Right. What else do we have? Yeah. Lots of galaxy like things. Yeah. 1970s. And I also like um that dress with um you know that Matisse looking uh surrealist sort of print with the clouds. 
that was also quite nice with the the brazier showing. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, wow, there's a lot of looks. We're kind of like just scrolling through it and trying yeah. to find the look I was just talking <laughs> about, but like there's a lot. There, that's the one. Oh yeah, so that's I quite beautiful. Like that too. Yeah, but again, we see like the similarity between this and um, J W Anderson's work with that brazier kind of yes, just being shown. Yeah, the chest the mm. is definitely a focus point here. Yeah, but interestingly, I mean, it's not on models who are quite busty. busty you mm. know, so it's sort of just like okay, this is the body, and I'm gonna show exactly this which part of it. I think we see very clearly also in the Gucci show. Right. So the Gucci show, of course, is controversial for. Um, I mean, the looks were great, I thought. Yes. Okay, maybe Many we don't pe- talk so much about the straight jacket thing first, but yeah. like just the looks in general, okay. what did you like about Many them? people also commented on these. It's like, so on an interview, it was, so um, the Gucci girl or boy mm. or gen- oh, being has <laughs> gone from being overly sexual to like a nerd, cool, right. nerd chic look. Yeah. And now nerd chic goes sexy. Okay. <laughs> so I loved the I love the pared down looks, yeah. and you could really see construction and mm. details much more clearly mm-hmm. with without all the overt vintage store styling that was previously before yeah. in the shows. And there are some really interesting details, like again that kind of like. Um, subtle sexiness for example there's this thin leather straps Mm-mm. oh yeah you were showing uh, with me how the, you like that. with a little G that yes. kind of referenced like the 90s Gucci with like them yeah but without being like overtly monogram yeah and it came kind of like in unexpected places right so it would be like oh you know there's like just a dress but then there's an added sort of strap across um, from shoulder strap to shoulder strap yes. Or it could be like along, you know, there's one we're looking at now where, again, it's the idea of innerwear as outerwear mm-hmm. with this red lace um, that barely covers the breasts. And then there's like a thin kind of supporting strap that goes across under the, the breast. Mm-hmm. And also, I think you showed me one earlier where there was um, a little strap across the legs as well, across the thigh. Yes. Um, where there was a slit. Yes. So that's really nice too. And I, I really like the styling for the Gucci show. Yeah. Um, it feels like, you know, you could put together this look um, yourself, right? Without yeah. sort of buying into what they're they are showing on the yeah. runway. I mean, that was... Oh, yeah, that's definitely something that has... That Gucci has brought back into fashion. Like, this fun of, like, mm. styling things on your own and putting things together you might already have. Yeah. And one of the things I liked about the styling was, you know, the spectacles or the sunglasses with the... The strap as well, you know, mm, like yeah. the granny kind of. I don't know what oh, you yeah. call those actually, um, but I'm noticing our students are starting to do that too. Yeah, and um, you know, so they are like these interlocked chains, and then it's just a nice additional kind of accessory you can have. I mean, accessories have been, and I think will continue to be like a huge thing that mm. brands are doing. Also, there's this um, whip, mm-hmm. leather whip mm-hmm. that has like. Kind of like a S&M yeah. vibe. But also, they were um, critics were saying that it references Gucci equi- Gucci's equestrian mm, true. heritage. Yeah. Well, I mean, we can't talk about the Gucci show without talking about, of course, the model who was protesting um, the show yes. while she was walking it. So apparently, the during the show itself, nobody really noticed because mm-hmm. there were so many things happening. But So the show opened with 60 white jumpsuit, straight jacket-inspired looks. Mm-hmm. And of course, the jumpsuit has always been... Um, 
a symbol of like utility workwear, mm. um, a bit androgynous. Yeah. But at the same time, these ones were clearly referencing straight jackets. And one of the models, Ayesha Tan Jones, who is a musician based in London, mm-hmm. um, was a photograph of her appeared all over social media with her writing on her palms. Uh, mental health is not, is not fashion. fashion. Yeah. So that caused a quite a lot of uh, of a stir online, mm. and Gucci had to put out a statement about how oh these looks are not gonna be produced. Yeah. And um, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is not the first time they've done something like that, right? So, like, a while ago, I mean, earlier this year, I think, um, they also put out this turban. Yes. You know, this blue turban that was apparently... Well, it looked like it was modeled after the Sikh turban, right? Yeah. Um, and all, so yeah. whether um, the boys in the Sikh... Um, uh, Sikh boys would wear this turban. Um, I mean, it was to kind of sort of like protect their, their hair or to like cover their yeah, because their they head. don't cut their hair. They don't cut their hair so they, they have to kind of like wrap it, wrap it around and um, when on the runway you could see that it was put on a model where the hair was still peeking out. Um, you know, there was no reference point. There was no nothing about the intention of why that was done. Mm-hmm. Um, and again here, I think it was again, you know, whenever you don't have an intention put out, a statement put out it just seems like anyone can interpret it as anything and I think people are always just quick to jump to like the worst conclusions um, so something I quite like with uh, using social media coming back to that point about digital observation of these or uh, experiencing these fashion weeks I quite like that for um, some of the the audience members they will actually show us like you know what the collection was about you know they have mm. this like thing the card that they put on the chairs before the shows and it's kind of to clarify like okay this season I'm doing this I'm doing that and it's really nice for me as an audience far far away to be like oh okay this is how I can understand this particular show and I think with something like the Gucci show there was just no context that was given and then you know once that's done and people are like hold up you know it doesn't work mental health is not fashion then everyone again that hurt mentality like just thinks well then it's not okay yeah, and then you have to put out a statement. Yeah, so, but then the damage is done. Yeah. So you got to clarify first, I think, before like anyone says something about that. Yeah. Well, something else that was quite controversial, I mean, in the best sense of the word, I guess, you know, mm-hmm. at least for Versace um, in during Milan Fashion Week was, of course, that J-Lo walk. Yeah, so I guess this is one of the other big trends in fashion, right? Mm. We didn't touch on sustainability this episode but we'll we look at later, diversity okay. <laughs> <laughs> but we we can talk about diversity on the runway yeah. so JLo walked Mm-mm. the Versace yeah. while she closed the show yeah with that strut you know and it's like the strut that was seen all over the world um, I have seen that as like you a, know, meme. a meme a <laughs> meme uh, it's, it's a story I mean people are just like wow that's amazing and then you know a lot of um accolades were kind of given to both um, Donatella Versace and also to Jennifer Lopez. Um, I love Jennifer Lopez as like a musician, as, a, as you know, an artist, as an actress and, and whatnot. And of course, she looked fabulous in that dress. But I couldn't help but think, really, is this what we get excited about out yeah. of everything? Is this like going to be... Um, so is this how I'm going to remember like fashion weeks this time, you know? Gucci, mental health is not fashion. And then... J-Lo in that dress. 
um, which seems quite limiting, actually. What did you think about it? Uh, honestly, I mean, I feel like J-Lo speaks to a certain generation, right? Like, she wore that Gucci dress. I was reading articles about it. And Versace. Sorry, that... Uh, <laughs> I just gucci yeah. out. Uh, she wore that Versace dress mm. um, to the MTV, MTV Awards, was it? Or the VMAs? Like, nearly 20 years VMAs? ago, right? Yeah. And she was... Puff Daddy's Plus One at that mm. time and she had just released um, her first album and she was really coming up and she became like the voice for like the 2000s and and to Latinos in in America also she means a lot mm-hmm. for this musician to have dancer musician to have come up from the Bronx and made it mm. so she means a lot of things to to a certain demographic yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. And of course, she launched Google Image Search. Yeah, so <laughs> that was like a fun history yeah. fact. The fact and of course, everyone reported that, you know, that yeah. like, oh, she's in that dress that like launched, you know, um, this Google thing. Yeah, so many people were searching for images of her on that dress that yeah. Google was like, okay, we need to have this new function, <laughs> which is pretty cool. It is pretty cool. But yeah, yeah I, I, I don't know how I felt about it. I didn't feel so excited and I don't think that it would break the internet. And I also don't feel like... Is that really our aim in fashion now to break the internet to like be the most viral? Yeah, I think and so. And so what? I think so. I mean, you kind of need like a hook, right? To yeah. be like, well, JLo did this and then maybe you will then look at the rest of the Versace collection. Well, give me well-constructed mm. clothes. Give me beautiful images. Mm. Give me beautiful locations. Mm. Make me feel something. I don't yeah. really care about a meme. Right. <laughs> Well, you don't, but well, I guess I a don't. lot of people do. <laughs> but, but I mm-hmm. also felt the fact that, um, I mean, it's great that mm. she's an older woman, not a mm-hmm. 20-year-old model. She's 50, right? Yeah. I think that was like the thing, like, but, wow. Yeah, you know? but I also feel like, again, is this is this idea of like only women who look like that are worthy of walking a fashion show? Mm. And how many women can have that kind of body mm-hmm. at that age who right. work a job, have kids and... Yeah. You know, and like this well, I guess this hard body. I'm sure she earned it, like yeah, definitely. It's definitely aspirational. I actually when I saw that look on the runway, I was just thinking about like that Beyonce Coachella show on Netflix, you know, and how um at some point in time Beyonce was like, Well, you know, I've I've can fit into my costume again and <laughs> you, do you remember that scene? I don't know whether you watched it, but like she did it. this scene where um, you know, she was just kind of in her old costume and she called Jay Z <laughs> and was like, Look, I can fit into this and then she was like, Why why isn't he as excited as I am? You know, like what's wrong with the man or something like that? Maybe not the word wrong, but you know, she was just talking about that. And I think um there's definitely still that ideal that we go towards. Um, and having J-Lo walk there, and I think just the idea that she hasn't aged or changed in 20 years was just like, wow, you know, there was that wow factor in that achievement alone. I guess, um, but how about her hard work, her intelligence, her personality? Yeah, well, that comes <laughs> after. I mean, then people will think like, well, you, you go look at that and you'll be like, oh, I want to relive everything that J-Lo has done. I'm going to watch, like, I don't know, Minnie Manhattan <laughs> or like um, watch her music videos yeah. and things like that. But, yeah. You were talking to me about another show um, that took place, right? Yeah. Which showed more diverse, sort of like older um, ladies. So it's one of... So her and Grace Wells Bonner are two young designers that I really love following. Her name is... um, Marine Serre. And she won the LVMH Prize in 2017, if I am not wrong. And I just love what she's doing. And she presented this kind of post-apocalyptic inspired collection Mm -hmm. with... 
um, older models as yeah. well. And these women were in their natural white hair. Right. Um, well, it didn't look stout. I'm sure it was stout, but yeah. very natural looking. And um, you could see the wrinkles on their face and mm. the life that they that they have led well in that yeah <laughs> I guess it's more like this is more real this is more relatable it's not a sensational yeah um, but they look you know great. it shows off the clothes yeah really well too no yeah and uh, I guess her aesthetic's also different she's not doing this sexy looking clothing no. so the f- the it's more about the personality of the women and their character mm. that is meant to come true in the casting yeah and I, I quite like that tent-like dress. Yeah. <laughs> it seems like... I mean, it was outdoors, of course, so it kind of also <laughs> talks about being natural. Um, and there was this poncho-like thing that was shown, you know, where it was like a hood with a poncho and and then there was this, like, bat-wing sort of um, silhouette mm-hmm. for the, the sleeves. And it just seems really functional and like it can protect you from all elements <laughs> and I think that's also what I thought was seen on most of the runways you know that there's mm. this element of just like protection yeah. and kind of like well things are not as um, stable or not as secure around me and I'm going to use clothing as kind of like an armor to protect myself against all these elements which I quite like um, well speaking about nature um, we were talking about the Dior show, of, of course, right? Yes. And how... Well, I didn't get it at first. I had to, like, read the article yep. quite carefully. And apparently they have, like... They had trees, over 100 trees, maybe 200 trees. Yeah. That Plant- was placed somewhere. Planted by, like, an urban far, uh, urban planting collective. I mm-hmm. just thought it was quite unnecessary. For Dior, right? Yep. Um, and, yeah, I don't know why it annoyed me. Um, we were trying to, we just, were trying to I just feel like it's a little bit that. futile to mm-hmm. have to bring in nature into mm. your show when you could go out and do a fabulous show like what right. was done for Jacquemus in that lavender field. Oh, gosh, that was amazing. Um, but yeah, you know, it just seems really artificial. I mean, I know that the, the point was to be part of nature. Um, and, you know, they talked about how it was... Um, like, what is the word for it? Let me just look at this a little bit. Well, it was about how there was this idea that fashion shows are not sustainable. And so it was about bringing that element into it, right? Um, then we were thinking, why not just do it in a garden or a park like mm-hmm. a lot of people did? And apparently that was apparently like not logistically possible. Um, but I think it's just trying too hard. Maybe yes. that's, the, that's the reason. I think so. You know, like... Well, if you can't get the trees, then then don't. Yeah. <laughs> Just show a collection. You know, why do you have to then transport all these trees, which then, you know, emits like, I don't know, how would you have transported all these things? You would and have had to that, drive this yeah. to and, the location. And then they have to take them back after that. To somewhere. I mean, apparently it's going to be planted all over Paris, right? Yeah. Um, it just seems so disingenuous I don't know it's yeah very yeah. what a waste of energy yeah just like a little bit extra as we would say in Singapore you're being yeah. a little bit extra yeah yeah <laughs> just do a beautiful soundscape or play with something else smell I don't know yeah you know anyway let's oh, move on to okay we don't to like our that, grand so finale fine 
Well, we're coming to, I guess, one of our favourite shows. Could we say it as it is actually our favourite? Um, the Rick Owens show. Yes. At, where was it? It was in the Palais de Tokyo um, Empty Swimming Pool in Paris. Well, I love Rick Owens. Um, one of my favourite dresses is a Rick Owens um, that I bought on sale, obviously. But, you know, I, I've worn it to death and it's just such lovely drapery and... Um, of course, all of Rick Owens' shows are always beautiful and um, oftentimes thought-provoking. And this season, he has shown some gorgeous, gorgeous um, outfits. And you wouldn't think that it would be because the theme is aliens meets Egypt, well, right? Well, he was in- inspired by Metropolis, mm-hmm. the, the film. It was okay. a silent film that had like a live orchestra. Right. And it's about like um, an underworld um, and it's an anti-authoritarian piece by mm. Fritz Lang. Okay. And there's like a bit of like Aztec inspiration. That's mm. why there's that geometry in the head pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, it also was so it was in the Palais Royal, Palais de Tokyo Shalopu. That's yeah, where it that's was. Easy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there was a, f- a live performance of yeah. bubble yes. blowing. Mm-hmm. So it seemed quite magical on it the did. images. Yeah. And there was a beautiful soundscape. Like the, the sound mm. also was very stunning. Well, the clothes, yeah. them, the styling does have that alienish look. Like half of the, the front half of the models' yeah. foreheads are, have been made to look like they have no hair, like they're bald. Right. And so they also have a more elongated kind yes, of Yes, um, it looks like their heads as are well. huge. And yeah. Then the hair starts from the back, and of course the yep the the glasses, and the makeup has that futuristic look. Yeah, and I always like Rick Owens' clothing for how they are, almost all the time this column-like dress. Yes, that extends to um, the ankles, and then he kind of just plays around with that, right? So adding more or less volume, but it's always that silhouette. Um, one of the things or one of the pieces I love the most. Um, is this one where it looks like satin almost, you know, like with the the bit in the middle. It's like a peplum, but not really. It's like a mm. peplum folded in. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it just looks really comfortable um, and kind of like the shape is cool as well. Do you think this is metal mesh or sequins? Maybe Here it looks like mesh. sequins, but it yeah. could be metal mesh. And it looks just, I don't know, they're just, they just look really clean. And I always look mm. at his clothes thinking... I want to wear that. And like, how would I feel wearing that? I would feel comfortable, but also special. Um, there's thought put into it. There's something unexpected about it as well in terms of like the materials used. Like you were just pointing out the fact that it uses um, metal mesh or yeah. sequins, um, but not in an obvious way. And of course, you love this look, right? Yeah, it's I love quite rococo. Yeah, I love this look. Like they look like they're a manteau, which is that mm-hmm. white skirted... The Marie Antoinette look. Looks. Yeah. And, but they're done in... A single color mm-hmm. with no, there's no embroidery or brocade brocade in it, mm-hmm. um, and it's in black. And then it's worn with this kind of angular Egyptian Aztec kind of inspired mm. headpiece, and it yeah. really looks like it's from a future, but like in five thousand years from now, yeah. it's like a historical future, which seems like takes you to another place, right? And it's I know. like full of imagination. Yeah, and it's like looking back and, and looking into the future. Yeah, and at the same time. 
it's fabulous. Loved it. And I also think that the natural light did the collection such justice, yeah. you know, which is probably why we don't like the Dior one because it looked really dark uh, and I'm like, why yeah. is there all this trees and the oh, burlap sacks? Oh, okay, I'm, I'm sorry I brought it up yeah. again. But well, well, we love Rick Owens and we love also all the feminine, girlish dresses we sing from like the, yeah. f- the women designers we talked about at the beginning. Yeah. And we love... We loved um, looking through all the fashion show mm-hmm. images and listening to the podcast and mm. looking at all the Instagram stories from our little vantage point here. Yeah. So I guess thank you to everyone for putting up all these fabulous yeah. images and videos. Yeah. And um, we're looking forward to following all the rest of the Paris Fashion Week shows, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So thank you so much for listening to us. And if you like what you hear... Um, please subscribe to the podcast and follow us on Instagram for updates as well as images that relate to what we discuss in our episodes. Thank you very much. Until the next time. Bye. Bye.